Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. Thanks for being here with me today. It's um, an Armor Education Series um, live stream today. What I want to talk to you about are the most important rules of stop losses. I figure after the last couple of days of a market collapse, this would be a topic you all would have on the top of your mind, and I thought I'd grab it. Okay, don't forget, this is a show about stock market investing. I call it quantum mental investing. It's a combination of quantitative execution, a fundamental foundation. That's the information edge I'm trying to provide to you today and every day. It's a live trading desk, okay? I've got trades on as we speak. It's been crazy the last couple of days. Um, and so forgive me if my eyes wander and I have to pick up the phone. You're getting a live look into a real trading desk, so bear with me. Um, The picture you saw when this show started was a picture of one of the best rules I've ever uncovered to figure out when a stock or the stock market is getting very dangerous. So I'm going to go over that first. And if you follow me on Twitter, and I strongly suggest you do, it's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal or Stock Twits, which is Armor Report. You can find me there. I posted this picture repeatedly over the last couple weeks as the market was making all-time new highs. And I really posted it a couple days ago, and that was the key. So we're going to go over that, and then I'm going to drop down into the three different types of stop losses you should be using and how to set them up. I'm going to give you a step-by-step approach. So you might want to grab a pen and a piece of paper and you can write this down. Don't forget, if you like what you hear today, it helps me out if you give me a like there. Any comments, any questions you guys have after you watch this video, please comment. Let me know what you'd like me to discuss. I'd be more than happy to address it. And, of course, you could subscribe to this show or thearmorreport.com right down here. I set it up for you. Make it easy. All right, let's get rid of these little icons. Um, okay. Now what I want to, um, look at first, okay. Before we get into the stop loss rules is a look at this chart again. Okay. Now I've been talking about this, um, the last couple of videos I've been showing this chart to you on, um, on, uh, um, on Twitter this is an example of what we call ABCD for danger. This is the small cap index you're looking at. A is the top that the price makes where the A is written. B is the corresponding relative strength line in that red box. C is the double top. And of course, D is the corresponding relative strength line you could see that those red boxes are in a downtrend, right? The relative strength is in a downtrend while the stock is attempting to make new highs, or in this case, the stock market was attempting to make new highs, okay? 
This is called the relative strength cell signal, A, B, C, D for danger. This works with individual stocks and it works with indexes. So what you're looking for in the future, if you want to use this in a stock that's in your portfolio and you're trying to figure out when should I book this profit or when the market's getting way extended, when should I start you know, adding um, hedges? This is a prime reason we've been adding hedges on the Armour Report trading desk for the last few weeks. You know those hedges have been primarily treasuries, right? Long dated treasuries. We bought those in all of our Armour portfolios at 139 and change. TLT is the symbol. It's uh, above 150 right now. Hit a high of 151 and change yesterday. So it's been an ideal hedge. And we have a a position size four times as large as any other stock in the portfolio. Okay, so that's how you hedge. We also hedge with precious metals. But the, one of the main reasons we've been hedging is that picture of the small cap index. When you have a run and a price sell-off and then a retest of that high, which is in essence a double top, and I don't even care if it goes to a new high. If the price goes to a new high, but your relative strength line is clearly negative. Okay, I'm going like this so you can see what I'm talking about, right? The relative strength is high, it's going down. Then you have a non-confirmation of relative strength, and that is A, B, C, D for danger. Okay, now you know why. One re major reason why we've been stressing, we need to be hedging. And you could have shorted the uh, small cap index. We've been doing that on our desk on an intraday basis and, you know, doing fairly well there hedging. God, I'd love to go do it right now as I'm speaking to you, but I'm going to hold off today for now because the, uh, the small caps are down at the 200-day moving average. So it would be normal for the market to take a break here from its utter collapse of the last two days. Okay, let's get to the topic today. Grab your pen, grab your piece of paper. I'm going to go over for you. Here are the three type of stops that you need to be using, you need to learn, you need to master this. The first we call principal protection stops. The second we call raised stops. And the third we call trailed stops. Now the information I'm going to give you is information I've gathered, not just from, you know, three plus decades of doing this, but from algorithmic programming, I'm literally coding algorithms. I'm testing. I'm optimizing over reams of data, stuff that we couldn't possibly do as humans, but computers can do. That's the beauty of it. That's quantum mental investing. So I'm going to share with you, having studied many different stops and many different ways to protect my assets, Statistically speaking, these are the best that I've found. And I'm going to gift them to you. Okay. Principal protection stop. What does it mean? That's the first stop you put in. And let me take that back. I don't ever put these stops into the market because I don't want people to know where my stop is, right? It's like playing poker and saying, if you just, you know, go all in, I'll fold. So I'm never going to do that. But I watch these prices, and then I execute appropriately. And I'll explain to you how I execute. 
We'll do that at the end. Okay. Principle protection stop. Step one. There are three places where I'll put a stop or I'll use a combination of these three. So I buy the asset. I buy the stock. And I will sell it if it closes below the low of the day I bought. I call that L-O-D-B, low of the day I bought. The next place, the second stop, is the low of the move that I'm buying. And I'll explain this, but just write it down. L-O-M-B, L-O-M-B, low of the move I bought. And the third one is the low of the structure I bought, L-O-S-B. Let's go look at Gilead's price chart to go over this together. Okay, you're now looking at Gilead's price chart. You can see bottom right, Armor Add. We added Gilead on that day. That's the 27th of, of January at 63.82. Okay? So the low of the day I bought, LODB, obviously, is going to be where my hand is, right? The 20s, where those arrows are, the 27th. If it closes below the low of that day, we're out. The second stop, and I'm going to move these arrows for you, would be here, okay? This would be the low of the move I'm buying. So in other words, this sell-off ended on this day and the move up began, okay? Can you guys see that? Let me know if you can't see that. The low of the move we're buying is the 21st because ever since the 21st, Gilead's price was going up. Now, the low of the structure we're buying is this yellow box. Okay? This yellow box is the low of the structure that we're buying. And what I mean by that is, and you can see it pretty clearly here, I'm going to just shrink it down for you. Okay? The low of the structure I'm buying. There's the consolidation going back to 2019, 2018. Clearly, we're connecting the highs and the lows. Usually, we let the tails fall outside of the box. We cut off the tails, and we connect as many dots on the line as we can to create the best trend line, the best resistance, the best support. It's a bit of an art. This is the box I'm looking at. So the third stop would be the low of the box. Okay. Oops. That's the low right there. So that's going to be the third stop. You all with me so far? So we have three stops. The low of the bar we bought, LO, or the low of the day we bought, LODB, the low of the move, LOMB, the low of the structure, LOSB. Those are all principal protection stops. Now let me explain by looking at the chart again what I mean by or how I would use low of the move I bought versus low of the day I bought. Okay? 
if you guys are buying, if we're buying, if we're all buying the day that it, we're supposed to be buying, which is the buy signal day, and we'll go over triggers on a future, a future um, uh, education video, but the, our trigger was this day. So if we're buying the day of the trigger, then great. That's our stop. The low of the day we bought it. But let's say you guys are late and you buy it up here where my hand is, right? See that little hand? Let's say you buy the next day or the day after. It would make no sense for you to use the low of the day you're buying as your stop because you're really not buying it right. You're really buying it a day or two late. And the real trigger was two days earlier. Therefore, if you've bought later, it would behoove you to use the low of the move you're buying, not the day. And sometimes we all pay up for an idea. We know we're doing it. You have to be honest with yourself. I've paid up for this. Where's my correct stop? This is a very important point, okay? If you pay up for an idea, you have to be honest with yourself. What was the day I should have bought? Oh, it was two days ago. I missed it. I'm buying it today. Fine. Fine. So the day... So two days ago, two days ago is where I should be stopping it out. That's the low of the move you bought. So what you do is if that risk is too much, you either A, don't buy it because you missed it and you just have to look for the next idea, or B, buy less of it, smaller position size, or C, accept the bigger risk. But to stop it out on the low of the day you bought would be a mistake because your entry is wrong. Okay. Um, and sometimes I use a combination of all three. Lower the day I bought, lower the move I'm buying, lower the structure. Okay. So now let's move on to the second key stop you need to remember. And that's raised stop. What do I mean by that? Um, there's an old adage in this business and it's been unbelievably true for me and it saved me a lot of money. You never want a gain to turn into a loss. So once your asset is up X percent, you need to raise your stop on the whole position to break even. Okay. You can plus or minus a little bit. Maybe you want to eke out a gain. So a little bit above break even just to make sure you have money in your pocket at the end of the move. Okay. But I'm just saying for the sake of this conversation, break even stop. So here's the rub. How do you know how much the stock has to be up for you to say it's up enough to raise my stop? After exhaustive research, using the algorithms, backtesting reams of data over 15, 20 years, okay, but waited really on the last five years, last five to 10 years the market's changed so dramatically. I can tell you that the best stop for us on the indexes is about a 2% gain. If we bought it right and it goes up 2%, we raise our stop to break even. I know that sounds crazy. It's not crazy. I'm here to tell you that your best winners, the stocks that carry your portfolio, will never test your stop. That's a statistical fact. It's crazy, but it's true. So the faster you identify your losers, get them out of the portfolio, and ride your successes, the better your performance will be. 
So on indexes like the S&P that are most liquid, 2%, we get the risk on entry point. It goes up 2%. We raise stop to break even. We're either going to make a lot of money on this run or it's going to roll over. We're going to get out quick, reset, look for the next entry. The more illiquid the asset, the bigger the move has to be. So for even more illiquid indexes, not the S&P, we might we, we actually see the data skew towards 3%, 3.5%, okay? On individual stocks, it's usually somewhere between 5 and 10%. And that's going to depend on small cap, mid cap, big cap, and the type of asset you're trading. So if it's Disney, if it's up 5%, I'm raising my stop. If it's, um, you know, Slack, I'm buying work, it's going to be 10% before I raise my stop to break even. It's just based on volatility. You follow me? So you guys have to figure it out a little bit for yourself, but I'm helping you get a gauge for how to do this. So that's going to be our raise stop. Avoid having your gains turn into your losses. That's, that's the worst thing that can happen. If you've got a gain, raise it to break even and admit that something's wrong if it hits that price. And step aside and re, you know, reassess. And the third stop is a trailed stop. And this is the most difficult. It's a really personal preference. Are you a swing trader or are you a long-term investor? Then I submit to you, once you're in a stock that's going up a lot and having a great run, you use the 25, the 50, or the 200-day moving average. Guys, this is not rocket science. I've tried all kinds of different stops. At the end of the day, the 50 and the 200 for long-term investors is the best. It depends on the type of asset you're trading. Some stocks crawl up their 200-day. Some crawl up their 50. All right? When the 50 and 200 get too far away, they get spread too far away, it's obvious the 200 doesn't work, right? God, I'd be, you'd be giving up too much of your gains. So you have to go to the next moving average. The reason 50 and 200 work so well is institutions who make the markets use the 50 and 200 to build positions over time. They support an asset over time by buying on those moving averages. It's just a fact. So when you break below them, it's a problem. And it's a great trailed stop when you're up big on a stock. Sometimes I'll use a 25-day moving average. Sometimes the nine-day. Why would I do the nine-day? Well, if we're in a bear market and the market and the Fed's reducing liquidity, and I've been crazy enough to buy stocks anyway, and I've got a stock that's shot up a lot, all right, I want to make sure I'm booking profits quick. I'm more of a swing trader at that point. If we're at the phase where the Fed's adding liquidity and we're in a rip-roaring bull market, I'm going to do everything I can to stay in that position and let it run. Okay? Some things you can do to help mitigate your risk. You've got the trailed stop at the end, but you're going to hit targets along the way, or you're going to have the ABCD for danger show up on your asset. Okay? If that shows up on your asset, book some profits. And then you have a piece left at a trailed stop. Guys, I want to wrap up by saying how I, I execute my stops is very important. I never get stopped out in the first half hour of trading. I'm always willing to accept more risk. Reason being, statistically speaking, the first hour of the day, honestly, up until 1030, are st so many reversals occur 
that you do not want to get yourself stopped out in that first hour. So if something breaks below your stop in the first hour of trading, just be patient and wait and be willing to lose a little bit more money on a certain day. Sometimes you will. But statistically speaking, there will be many more days where the asset will close higher and then recover and go higher and you're still in it. Okay? That's a statistical fact. So I wait till really almost always till after 1030. And I prefer, very often I'll wait until 330. I want to make sure the assets below the stop at the close before I stop it out. So that about wraps up stop losses. I hope this has been helpful. What I'm going to do for all you guys is send everybody who's on the armor um, action alert email list, I will send you a written, you know, explanation of this discussion today. So you're going to see that in your mailbox in the next couple of days. If you have not subscribed, go subscribe, armorreport.com. It's free. It's a free subscription. And what I'll do is take this, this video, I'm going to condense it. I'm just going to write out for you the rules. And it'll go along with whatever rules you've written on your sheet of paper today. Thanks so much for being here. Always, if you can, give me a thumbs up. It helps me on YouTube. Comment, ask me questions. I'd be more than happy to answer them. And, of course, subscribe, armorreport.com is where all the action is. Thanks a lot for spending time with me today. And I look forward to seeing you guys again on Friday.